0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes.
0: If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple
1: Podcasts and Spotify. This week, we'll be talking about four different things. Courage, temperance, justice, wisdom. I'm just kidding. Those are four things that make up one thing. Which is
0: Captain Planet?
1: No, you you ruined it, Matt. You ruined it. I bet some people out there knew what it was, but then you had to come in here with your BS. No, it is not Captain Planet. We're gonna be talking about stoicism, Matt. Damn, that wasn't very stoic of me. I apologize. All right, let's let's run this again. Let's run this again. All right, let me let me let me put my stoic hat on right now. All right. all right. This week we're going to be talking about four things: courage, temperance, justice, wisdom. But no, it's not four things, they're all just one thing. And what is that one thing?
0: <coughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing.
1: And what is that one thing? Uh stoicism. No. No, you're supposed to say the other one. Oh,
0: sorry. Uh we're back to making the joke. Captain Planet.
1: Right. Yeah. And, you know, with my Stoic hat on. No, man, it's not Captain Planet, but that was a good try. It's actually Stoicism. See, guys, you guys got to be a little bit Stoic. Don't don't let your first reaction govern, govern how you act. Uh, but yes, yes, we are talking about Stoicism. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be doing a, a multi-part episode on Stoicism because there's a lot to cover talked about stoicism before right like uh actually just all across a number of different episodes it's been brought up it's been talked about discussed the fact that i practice stoicism matt now practice stoicism there's all these stoic teachings and all these stoic exercises and you know books and whatever there's a lot of stuff uh but we wanted to bring that all together into uh these you know couple of episodes and get a little bit more into them. So this one will be more of a general overview of Stoicism and how it can help with mental health. Uh, and then uh, over the next couple of episodes, maybe not in succession, right? We might might do some other episodes in between. But over the next couple of episodes, we'll be talking about different parts of Stoicism, different practices and exercises. Uh, maybe some books that we read and things of that sort. Uh but I think the the most important thing of Stoicism are the four virtues. Matt, what are the four virtues of Stoicism? It, it seems like he's on mute. It, this happens a lot in uh, the Zoom meetings and all that. So, okay, Matt, you gotta click the unmute button. Yeah, but but you gotta click it on your microphone too, not not just on your desktop. i'm sorry guys he's not very technic uh he's not very tech savvy so take some time let me let me facetime him real quick and and try to figure this out i'm totally kidding he just doesn't even know what the four virtues of stoicism are even though i said it twice at the beginning of this episode it's okay matt you know what we're we're all students wait a minute are you you
0: being stoic right now are you being an asshole Which. (laughs) <laughs> which, a little
1: bit of both to be honest which
0: <laughs> you're being toxic <laughs> as fuck right now bro right
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stoicism doesn't tell you not to be toxic man
0: <laughs> um so i was in the middle of you know opening up looking my looking of tabs i was yeah in the middle looking of up wiping my are. eyes from crying earlier because <laughs> i was laughing so hard at what um at your reaction but yes they are wisdom courage justice and temperance
1: uh, sure not in that order but yeah that that wasn't bad Wait, why why do
0: they have to be in a specific order?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I th- I've always thought they were in a specific order, and I think some people do too. Just Like in order of maybe importance or I guess how to gain it. I don't know. Interesting. I guess so, what, it doesn't so what's have the to correct be. order then? I I think I think it's courage, temperance, justice, and wisdom. But I I, I may also be wrong. Again, it's not something that's like really put out there it's just something it's the way i've always read it and i feel like when i've read certain things it talks about sort of you know having courage first and then temperance and justice and wisdom it does
0: make sense like that it would flow in that order yeah
1: yeah so those those are the four virtues of stoicism right it's it's what the whole school of philosophy is built upon the the main stoic philosophers that started that school were marcus aurelius Seneca, and Epictetus. Now, there are other philosophers who practiced Stoicism um, and who started it. So, technically, the founder of the Stoic school in Athens was Zeno of Citium. And then there were a number of other Stoic philosophers that sort of came after him. Perseus, Aratus, Athenodorus, Aristo. The the list goes on and on. Uh, The big ones, though, are the three that I mentioned are sort of the big ones that have books and writings and things, and uh, what sort of modern day Stoicism really follows. But the big names in general are Zeno of Sidium, Cleanthus, Chrysippus, there's another Zeno, um, and then basically those three. There might be some others in there too. But most of them didn't have any writings or any writings that really survived. Uh, so we mainly go off of the ones that did and the biggest books uh, and writings that are available, uh, mostly from those three that I mentioned, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca and Epictetus are Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, which was not really a book, but more of his personal journal um, that he wrote in daily. And we'll talk about some of the stoic exercises and you guys will see how that ties into Uh, his meditations Uh, letters from a stoic by Seneca which were letters that Seneca sent I believe when he was um, uh, during some time in his life uh, and to different people I actually haven't read that one yet but it's on the next book on my list of readings and finally discourses by Epictetus discourses is uh, one of Epictetus's pupils who used to listen into uh Epictetus' teachings uh, and most of his teachings were, you know, but through word, uh, you know, he, he talked about it and professed it, you know, um, so one of his pupils basically wrote all those down and then made a book and uh, made it into a book. Uh, so those are the sort of main sources of where uh, most Stoics and Stoicism comes from today and where we get most of our information. Now, there are some modern day books, right? We've talked a little bit about Daily Stoic that Matt uh, is reading and uh, the one that I subscribe to and get daily passages from, uh, which I also need to read. I just, I don't know why I haven't. That's, maybe I'll read that after because I think that's a little bit shorter than uh, than Letters from a Stoic. Uh, but there are some modern day writings, right, uh, from people today that go into um the virtues and stoicism in general and uh, maybe are able to tie it a little bit better to modern day um situations and environments uh but those are the big ones Uh, matt i've been talking a lot kind of tired can you can you jump in here i love how you'll talk for
0: two minutes and you're like that's just a too much and i'll talk for <laughs> so 40, much 45 minutes straight and i'm like i haven't even gotten to my third point <laughs> yet
1: yeah I, I mean i think it just shows uh, the different personalities we have
0: yeah everybody's a little bit different and that's okay i mean ultimately you know i definitely like stoicism i'm not as well read as you are with it and have uh, as much of a, a history lesson I've read a lot of that stuff, but I'm just like, okay, cool. What do I need to do? How do I need to behave? Right. How, how can this help me type of stuff? And overall, you know, like we've talked a lot about stoicism overall and how those values, not directly, but how they kind of relate in is, um, stoicism in a lot of ways is kind of like the antidote to anxiety because with a lot of people with anxiety, you're worried about the future. Um, typically anxiety you're worried about the future depression you're worried about the past or you're stuck on the past rather sometimes and with stoicism it's like whatever happens is going to happen control what you can what you cannot control control your reaction to it right Um,
1: i found found this nice quote sort of that relates to that Uh, not a quote but a a way that someone put writes like the philosophy of stoicism and the teachings and uh the way they sort of put it is that it's a philosophy of life that maximizes positive emotions reduces negative emotions and helps individuals to hone their virtues of character
0: great i I love it
1: and then of course you you would go what does that mean (laughs) Um, (laughs) of course
0: right but yeah i mean ultimately it's like creating those positive moments, like it said, right? Like addressing the negative ones when they occur and then living your life in accordance to those values, right? And um, that way that you're not so stuck in the what-if zone, you're more present mind and just, okay, what can I do right now to control it? Can I do something? Yes? Okay, go do it. Did I do it well? You know, okay, yes, no, whatever. You can kind of go down that rabbit hole. Or can I not control it? Okay, try not to worry about it. And we get that that's hard, right? It's something you still have to practice. You're not just going to all of a sudden be like, I'm going to have no worries today and then have no worries. That's not how our brains work. But when worries pop up into your head and you think about it in that framework of, can I control it? Yes or no. And if it's a no, why worry about something you can't control? Um, and that's tough because obviously with anxiety, we're planning everything out and are worried about everything and every s- scenario and possible permutation and the multiverse and all this crap. But at the end of the day, until you get to that point, why, why does it matter? And, you know, like when we had um, our special guest Matthew on a few weeks back to talk about public speaking, that was kind of how it was with the speech anxiety, right? when you first know that you have to give a speech that's when you feel that like pre-preparation anxiety right but you don't actually know how it's going to go until you deliver the speech or until you do that action the same thing with like the roller coaster analogy of anxiety is like waiting in line for that roller coaster you get on the roller coaster you realize okay this wasn't as bad as i thought or maybe you like the roller coaster and you want to keep doing roller coasters But until you take action, it's very hard to be in the moment because you're just stuck, you know, calculating. Our our brains are supercomputers, right? You're calculating every possible permutation. So for me overall, um, I really like it because when you think about it in that term of like, hey, even like in the some of the exercises, a shot will kind of go over where it's like, hey, what if, you know, one day we're going to die, right? We're all going to die. That's something that we're all going to have to face. Okay. So how do I make the most of my time while I'm alive? And looking at it at that perspective instead of the glum way of, well, I'm going to die one day, so why do I care?
1: Right? I think that's that's definitely a good point. And we'll go over some of those exercises a little bit later in this episode, but um, I think something that I that a common misconception, right, with stoicism is because of this word stoic that the English uh, language has defined as... I'm looking it up right now. Um, basically like emotionless or someone who can endure pain or hardship without showing their feelings or complaining. I, th- I think that's actually... A, a not That's not a bad definition. But uh, if we look at some of the other definitions that were out there, basically like indifferent to pain, pleasure, grief, or joy, like, this word has really put a negative thought into people's heads of what stoicism really is, because the practice of stoicism doesn't tell you, don't feel joy, don't feel sadness, right, doesn't tell you not to feel any emotions, what it tells you is that, don't let your emotions get the better of you, right, you know, in the beginning of this episode I, I obviously joked around a little bit you know matt, matt gave the wrong answer i had a very uh um animated uh, uh response to that and reaction to that and that's that's not the way a stoic would handle that right uh, to a stoic uh you would take the situation in right observe it see what your initial feelings are figure out whether those initial feelings and reactions are warranted or not and then you know react or talk in in a way right so you're not letting your emotions govern how you act you're governing your mind and your logic is governing how you're going to act and i think it's, it's very important because a lot of people you know even because uh, i was like i was into stoicism uh maybe like early college um probably end of high school, early college. And people would, you know, I, I would mention sometimes people will go like, oh, like you're being so stoic, right? Like joke around, like, why are you being so stoic? You know, you're not showing any emotion. You're not doing this, you're not doing that. But again, it's not it's not about not showing emotion, right? Stoics were very much people. They, you know, they had joy and they had grief. They had happiness and sadness throughout their lives. Uh, and they would feel it and they would show it. They just wouldn't let it, govern their life right they wouldn't let it uh let their emotions get the better of them i think that's important to remember um as far as matt had his hand up the floor is yours matthew (laughs) Uh,
0: i was just gonna say that um in the same way that people will try to push down negative emotions and we see this a lot with like men in society right be stoic be a man whatever um, but the, what Ashat said was very important because he said you're not being controlled by those emotions and that includes positive emotions as well so it's not living like a very hedonistic lifestyle where all you care about is that next dopamine hit and that next high and I only care about myself you know fuck everybody else type of situation you're really sitting back and going well this thing caused me pleasure that's great but I'm not going to be controlled by that emotion i'm not going to be controlled by the sadness or the anxiety or anything else it's kind of like looking under the actions and what you feel under a microscope and then just saying okay cool i'm going to categorize this one okay i got angry right okay why did i get angry well because somebody said this and i got mad at them okay was it justified to me sure whatever you know Do I want to change it? Was that
1: anger warranted? Can I, do I have control over what happened to me? Right. I I think those are all questions that a stoic really asks before reacting or making, you know, making a response.
0: Right. So, so think about this situation for everybody at home, or maybe you're in the car right now. If you're driving down the street and somebody cuts you off. And you have to, let's say, just hit on your brakes, but there's nobody behind you. So no real risk of an accident, but it pisses you off, right? In that moment, of course, you're going to be upset. Somebody cuts you off. Why'd they do this? That idiot, he can't drive, blah, 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 whatever. But you can either sit there and let anger completely control your field of vision and ram your car into their car, crash into them, get out, take them out of the car, beat the living shit out of them, and then drive off.
1: That's that's very violent mad.
0: Well, it's to illustrate the point that <laughs> um people can take right, things right. too far when they don't have that locus of control. So, it's okay to get upset when somebody does something you don't like, but it's not okay to lose absolute control and then do something that may be like um, you know, irreparable damage to yourself or somebody else because you don't have control in that action. So, it's fine to get mad. I mean, it's a thing that everybody should or maybe not should, but would potentially get mad about. But then the stoic idea would just be, okay, somebody cut me off. Like, all right, it happens, right? It's probably not the first time. It's probably not the last time it's going to happen. Am I going to ram my car into him? No. I'm going to continue going about my day. What am I on the task to do? Oh, I'm going to the grocery store so I can buy food tonight, you know, to make my friends dinner or something.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's important to ask yourself, right? Like you get angry, but it's like, did I have control over that situation? Not really. You didn't do anything wrong. So it, it was out of your control. The other driver cutting you off was out of your control. You did what was in your control, right? You hopefully slowed down. Or if you did hit, then you hit and it was their fault and it's fine. Um, but if you had control, right? What was in your control was braking and making sure that you were aware of the road while you were driving. You weren't on your phone or anything else. So as long as you did that, you took care of what's in your control, what wasn't in your control, which is the other driver, nothing you can do about that. Then you realize that, hey, is this anger really warranted right like do i need to feel angry and ruin possibly the rest of my day or not um and then i think go from there um what, what i want to get into though was I, I talked a little bit about sort of the early stoics uh but i did want to talk about how stoicism began and i'm i'm going to literally just read off of um the the daily stoic site because they they honestly do an amazing job <laughs> they're not sponsoring us or anything but Matt's reading the book, you know, I, I'm obviously, uh, I've read a lot of their publications, I read a lot of their uh, daily emails and everything, but uh, they, I, th- I think they summed it up pretty well. So how, how did Stoicism begin? Around 304 BC, a merchant named Zeno was shipwrecked on a trading voyage. He lost nearly everything. Making his way to Athens, he was introduced to philosophy by the cynic philosopher Crates and the Megarian philosopher, Stilpo, which changed his life. And Cynic philosopher is because there was another school of philosophy called cynicism. And Megarian philosopher, same thing. There was another school of philosophy. It was the Megarian school of philosophy. I don't know what either of those are. Well, Cynic, I think you guys can figure out. But I don't actually know what the Megarian school of philosophy is. Uh, anyway, getting back to, uh, back to uh, how it began. Uh, as Zeno later joked... I made a prosperous voyage when I suffered shipwreck, right? And that's a very stoic way of thinking of something, right? Finding the positive of something negative that happened. Um, you know, the shipwreck was out of his control, but he made the most of it, right? He he was prosperous in that voyage. He would later move to what became known as the Stoa Poikil, literally meaning point, painted porch. Erected in the 5th century BC, the ruins of it are still vis- uh, are visible still, some 2,500 years later. The Painted Porch is where Zeno and his disciples gathered for discussion. While his followers were originally called Zenonians, or Zenonians. it is the ultimate credit to Zeno's humility that the philo- philosophical school he founded, unlike nearly every school and religion before since, didn't ultimately carry his name. Another very stoic thing to do, not put your name onto it. We applaud Zeno for for finding this great philosophy. But, yeah, so that's that's sort of how it began, right? Uh, There are obviously some, he learned from some stuff, right? He was introduced to some different schools of philosophy. He learned about them, figured out what, you know, made sense, what didn't to him. And then he started his own school of philosophy, and he called it Stoicism. That's all I had, Matt. Did you... (laughs) <laughs> do you have anything else you want to to add on to that
0: uh no i think that that's a great introduction to it right and at home i'm sure you can imagine times in which you've been very um stoic in terms of stoicism not just you know literally no emotions like an emotionless void uh that all men should strive to be apparently um but, you know, sometimes that happens when, I don't know, like you delete the wrong file on your computer or something and there's no way to recover it. You're like, okay, I just made a mistake. Let me start over, right? Or you um, you throw something, like, I mean, you know, I don't know the example, of, like maybe throwing away like a credit card or something. I've I've done that. I did that once in college. I, uh, <laughs> I was eating lunch and I had my credit card on the table because that's what I paid with. And I guess I like swept it all up into the bag and threw it in the trash <laughs> and didn't even realize it because I was trying to study for something or whatever was going on. And like three days later, I realized I didn't have a credit card anymore. And I was like, oh, shit, what happened? So That's What was hilarious. the last thing I bought? And I was like, oh, you probably left it on the table. Okay. So in the moment, I was I was like, "Ah, all right, I was, that was a dumb thing to do. So then I just, you know, ordered a new one. Um, I think I actually found it like a day or two later. It was somewhere else. But, um, you know, like, in that moment, it's something that, like, you know is going to be annoying and cause you displeasure. And you're like, eh, okay, whatever. Um, or sometimes something happens. I-, I don't know. I mean, it's tough with, like, loss situations where you lose, like, a loved one and, like, a family member or pet. Those types of things. Because you're, like, it- it's final. You're not going to see them again. But also, like, you can't really do anything other than just process your emotions and move forward. You know? So, like it does apply to a lot of situations, but really finding the silver lining will be really helpful. And that's definitely something where you, you may need to reframe things of like, well, okay. You know, I had anxiety. I've been going through some issues, but now I'm stronger in this way because of it. Right. Maybe once you're past some of it, like we, myself and a had joked that we were able to handle the pandemic, because we'd gone through experiences before of high stress, anxiety, so on and so forth, which allowed us to know what to do during the pandemic, right? Okay. How to take care of ourselves because we'd gone through this. Whereas, like, if you'd never gone through any kind of struggle in your life, and this is the first big struggle you have is a global pandemic, you might be freaking out a lot. Um, so the silver lining there was, well, we're adept to handle this. We, you know, started up the podcast again um and actually published episodes because we were we wanted to help um now we weren't as stoic as to not name it the name that we wanted we didn't just name it podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know but um yeah it's just like looking at things in that perspective right and um there are a couple of exercises that can really help with that um a shot do you want to elaborate on some of those
1: yeah yeah definitely um so so there there are many right stoic exercises uh but i think the important ones uh which we've kind of talked about right one is this dichotomy of control figuring out what's in your control and what isn't and you know whatever isn't in your control you can't do anything and uh, you know I think I'll follow up each of these with a little quote that the, the Stoics really, uh, that shows how the Stoics looked at it and how they used it. So for the dichotomy of control, right, there, there's a, Sto- uh, a quote by Epictetus. He says, the chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself, which are externals, not under my control, and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil, not to uncontrollable externals, but within myself to the choices that are my own? So I think it's important to, again, this this dichotomy of it, right? What's in your control and what isn't? And and for Epictetus, it was really about good and evil are something that are within our own control, right? Nothing, nothing external can neither be good nor evil. I mean, you guys listening are probably thinking, well, how can you say that, you know? What if there's a killer out there that's like killing all these people or like a serial killer or whatever it is and that's definitely evil what what he's that he's not saying that's not right that's not evil what he's saying is that what he himself where he can look for good and evil is what's in his control because that person that serial killer doing stuff externally right that's out of his control he, he can't say, he, he has no control over it, so he can't make decisions, he can't make determinations about that. Um, so it, it, it is a little bit of a different way of looking at things uh, versus, you know, the very black and white, you know, that person is good, that person is evil, or whatever it may be. Um, it's more about looking internally to, are what I'm doing good or evil, and making that determination for yourself. Um, versus worrying about all of the externals. Now, if that serial killer came after me, right, and tried to kill me, and I made a decision to, you know, fight back, and I ended up killing him, you know, that was in my control, what I did. Now I have to decide for myself did what I do was that good or evil. And I think that's where that comes into play. What I'm saying is, I now have control over what I did, so I can... I need to decide whether what I did was good or evil. That kind yeah. of makes sense, Matt.
0: Yeah. And you can justify it either way, right? You could say it's good because I took out a serial killer who was hurting other people, or you could say it's evil because I ultimately killed somebody else, or a mix of both, right? But it's like your reactions are what you need to be the judge of. And like a- another example that's not as extreme, I guess, is like something I. Uh, from you see it a lot of movies where like a cop will hand another cop like a, a stack of dollar bills or something from like a drug bust right and in that moment like the cop handing you the the roll of cash saying like hey take this home right that's just an event that's happening external to yourself right and then you make the choice of whether to take the money or to leave it or to report the incident and that's where morality comes into play because a lot of these cop movies, you see the cop will take the money and they go, well, I have a family to feed. I have kids to feed. Uh, it was this drug dealer's money anyway, so whatever, right? He's, he's an evil guy. But that's kind of the thing. It's like it doesn't matter what happened to like up until that action. It's really that action itself, right, is ultimately yeah. what it is. It's like given the choice between in this example of good and evil, which one do you pick? And then once you pick that choice, how do you justify and make that rationale to yourself?
1: Yeah, th- there's a really good quote. Um, I'm trying to look it up so I can tell it correctly. But
0: I don't... As you should with quote a quote, because a quote is a direct <laughs> reading of...
1: Right, right. Uh, but anyway, it, it, it goes something along the lines of... Uh, Nothing is inherently good or evil. It's your reaction to it that makes it good or evil, right? Yeah, yeah. And which is going off what you were saying, which is exactly that. Um, you know, it's, it's our reaction to things that make something good or bad. In your case, if a cop gives you money, you know, that's obviously what the cop is doing is bad in their sense. But for yourself, you haven't done anything wrong yet. Now, once you take the money and you decide to keep it, you know, now that is... Whether it's good or evil, you make that termination. If you report it, again, good or evil, you make that termination. Uh, anyway, so that's 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 one of the exercises, this dichotomy of control and figuring this out? The next exercise is journaling, and we've we've talked at length about journaling. If Marcus Aurelius didn't journal, right? If we uh, if he didn't write down his daily thoughts, we would never have uh, his meditations. So, journaling is is very very important in Stoicism. And unfortunately, I don't journal as much as I want to. Again, I've picked it up. I've stopped. I've picked it up. I've stopped. Um, I want to do it more. I just, honestly, maybe if I had something to write in, which maybe I need to buy, I would do it more. I don't know. Uh, I just don't do it very often on my phone. However, I do do it whenever there's some big event or something that I need to think about or something occurs. I'll I'll, I'll make an effort to journal um, to you know, to get my thoughts on paper and try to actually think through them. Uh, but the stoic journaling is a little bit more specific. I think I mentioned this once, um, but I found something at one point, which I kind of started using when I was journaling kind of daily. Uh, let me see if I can find it again. All right. So it's it's basically four questions that I use that you use. And uh, I think I got this from either the Daily Stoic or somewhere else. And they were uh, kind of like a guide for journaling for for Stoicism, right? So the four questions are, did I follow my plans for the day? Was I prepared enough? What could I do better? What have I learned that will help me tomorrow? And this is something that, again, st- the ancient Stoics, right, did, did daily, and they thought about these things, what happened throughout my day, what, you know, what did I learn from it? What could I have done better? You know, is this something that's going to help me for tomorrow? Is it not? And they they thought about all this and got all their thoughts and everything out onto paper. Um, so it wasn't, you know, taking up space in their mind all the time. I think it's a very important practice. Uh, I think Matt, you've talked about the benefits of journaling as well. And I know that you had a long streak of journaling at some at one point too, right?
0: um not crazy long but i do have a friend who i think she hit like a thousand days and this is a good example of stoicism overall shit a thousand days journaling right so a little under three years and she's like what should i do for my you know thousand days journaling all this stuff but we were discussing it and at some point she had hit like 250 days and then she missed a day and i was like oh crap right like you've been trying to hit 365 for so long what are you going to do tomorrow and she goes i'm just going to start over at day one yeah like i i missed a day okay but i'm going to start anew and i'm going to keep keep doing it and i think that um those questions are are great when it comes to journaling because i i would probably add the one of like you know did i follow my plans for today and with that regard also like what i accomplished today in in kind of the same vein because i think a lot of times when it comes to work especially we sit there going like oh i didn't do anything i wasn't productive or whatever right but even in life if you just say well you know did i follow my plans for today and if your plan was to like take your meds right meditation exercise diet sleep did i have a, a meditative minute you know and then if you did celebrate that a little bit real quickly right was i prepared enough you know no i wasn't prepared i couldn't make food uh the food that i wanted because i had to go buy chicken from the store and i ran out and i wasn't ready you know that could i have done something better yeah you could have been more prepared you could have written out what you needed you could store it in a list whatever um and then what to do for the next day is also really important because then that becomes your plans for the next day so it's this cyclical approach Right. Of constantly coming in contact with yourself, getting your thoughts out and having that uh, little bit of time at the end of the day or beginning of the day, whenever you decide to journal to self-reflect.
1: Definitely. Uh, The next practice that Stoics uh, used a lot was practicing misfortune. And I do I do have a quote from Seneca about this. It is in times of security that the spirit should be preparing itself for difficult times. While fortune is bestowing favors on it, is then while fortune is bestowing favors on it is then is the time for it to be strengthening against her rebuffs. That's a weird way of putting things. While fortune is bestowing favors on it, is on it is then is the time for it to be strengthening on uh, against her rebuffs. Basically, what it's saying is that during the good times, right, you have to keep in mind that, you know, the good times can only last so long and that as is life, misfortune is going to come. So what the Stoics did a lot of, and I I do this a lot of as well, is um, basically making sure that they knew what bad was going to come and that and that they practiced it so that it, it, it didn't take them by surprise, right? Um, you know, just because you sleep in on a tempur today doesn't mean that you're going to be sleeping on a tempur tomorrow. And I think every now and then it's it, like you have to sleep on a couch, right? Or go camping. Like, I, I think this is one of the reasons I like camping so much because you get rid of all of life's comforts Right? You don't have running water in most cases. You don't have, and maybe sometimes you do. You don't have a soft, fluffy bed. You don't have air conditioning or a heater or all these comforts that we come to enjoy daily. So by going into this and practicing not having these things, you're able to come back and appreciate what you have more. But in addition to appreciating what you have more, it, it, it's also... practice for you, right? If tomorrow, right, my soft bed went away, I have practiced sleeping on the floor. You know, if tomorrow my AC stopped working or, you know, I wasn't able to afford my house anymore and I had to move into an apartment somewhere and I had a smaller space with no heater or no AC, I, I know how to survive in those situations because I put myself in those situations and I know what to do, you know, when it happens. So this was a very big part of that, too, uh, of a stoic's life back then and should be now as well, is practicing these things, taking yourself out of your comfort zones and out of your comfort and throwing yourself into these situations of misfortune so that if they do occur, you know, you you have practice, basically. Um, You know, uh, something from the. The uh, Daily Stoic side about this is practice what you fear, whether simulation in your mind or in real life. The downside is almost always reversible or transient, right? And, you know, th- there's another one. Emotions like anxiety and fear have their roots in uncertainty, un- in uncertainty and rarely in experience. Anyone who has made a big bet on themselves knows how much energy both states can consume. The solution is to do something about that ignorance. Make yourself familiar with the things, the worst case scenarios that you're afraid of. Right? Because if you know the worst that's going to happen, if you've been through the worst that's going to happen, you know it's going to happen. You you can expect it. You know how it's going to feel. You know what you can do in that situation. And you won't have anxiety about it anymore. Right? If I know that when I go to give a speech, there is a chance that, you know, I may have a stomach ache, and I may need to go and use the restroom. Well, guess what? When I go to give speeches, I usually do have stomach aches. And you know, I already know that I may have to go and use the restroom. So what do I do? Most of the time, I go to the restroom before a speech. Go and take care of it, and I come back, give the speech. I've practiced that, right? I know it's going to happen. So when when that situation does come up I'm not, you know, standing up there 5 minutes before, you know, anxious because oh no, my stomach's hurting, I'm going to need to do something. No. It's happened before. I've just gone to the restroom, taken care of it and come back. I I know the outcome, so I can do it again.
0: Yeah, it's kind of in the same vein of the um you know, quote, you don't know what you've got until it's gone if you can remove something from the situation and practice the misfortune side of it, like you said, sleeping out in the woods in a tent, right? you're not in that fancy bed, Uh, then the next time you are in the fancy bed, you'll appreciate a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Not for spending too much time on some of these. We should maybe try to jump through them faster. What do you think, Matt? Especially if we're gonna do deeper dives.
0: Yeah, you want I mean, me to go
1: through like some real quick, bam, bam, bam of like some other practices, and then we come back to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we could, we could probably just say like, we'll save more for later, um, because we're at like forty five minutes.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's Which not is a bad good. spot
0: to to end yeah. it for like a more like intro. I mean, you could just say like, you know, these are just a few exercises. There's. I a mean, lot you can just say come. it because
1: we're we're recording right now.
0: Oh, but you're the one who's reading the list.
1: Right. Okay. So here, I'll I'll say what Matt's telling me to say because I'm not going to cut any of this out. These are some of the practices. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about more of them during our next uh, philosophy, uh, Stoicism episode. But before we end, I do want to just real quick, it's going to be like a little lightning round. I'm just going to go through some quick quotes. Uh, Actually, me and Matt um, are going to trade off uh going on some quick quotes uh on stoicism. Do I have once, to
0: use my quote voice?
1: You do not. Uh once Matt opens up that link that I just sent him with all the quotes.
0: Alright. Yeah, go go uh, down, go
1: down where it says what are the best though? quotes. I know you guys are like, they're just reading off a website. What is this podcast? Well, you know what, guys, sometimes? Sometimes. You know, you have to use what other people did because, um, you know, it's just it's the smart way of doing it. You don't you don't always have to go out and hunt for these quotes yourself. You can find them online if you look for them. All right. I'll start off. This is a quote by Seneca. We are often more frightened than hurt and we suffer more from imagination than from reality. This one has been on this podcast at least like four or five times already. Uh, So there you go. Go ahead, Matt.
0: Yeah, that's still my background at work. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, it's silly to try to escape other people's faults. They are inescapable. Just try to escape your own.
1: Very well said, Marcus Aurelius. Another one from Marcus Aurelius. Our life is what our thoughts make it. That's that's pretty deep. Think about that one, guys. You guys can pause right here if you want.
0: True. Hashtag true. Uh, Epictetus, don't explain your philosophy. Embody it.
1: Oh, Yeah. Another one from Epictetus. If anyone tells you that a certain person speaks ill of you, do not make excuses about what is said of you, but answer, he was ignorant of my other faults, else he would not have mentioned these alone.
0: Damn, that's a good one. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, if it is not right, do not do it. If it is not true,
1: do not say it. Very true, really embodying and living that philosophy, I think epictetus you become what you give your attention to if you yourself don't choose what thoughts and images you expose yourself to someone else will i think it's very important actually in today's day and age
0: yeah definitely uh from marcus aurelius be tolerant with others and strict with yourself
1: that's one i have to constantly remind myself um you need to be more strict no, I need to be more tolerant with others. I tend oh. to be strict with myself and others, which uh, and to and to work on still. Marcus Aurelius again. You always own the option of having no opinion. There is never any need to get worked up or to trouble your soul about things you can't control. These things are not asking to be judged by you. Leave them alone.
0: Nice, another one from Marcus Aurelius. I feel like we're on Jeopardy. And another one. And another. <laughs> Um, all you need are these certainty of judgment in the present moment, action for the common good in the present moment, and an attitude of gratitude in the present moment for anything that comes your way. Very much being present.
1: Very well done, Marcus. Seneca, no person has the power to have everything they want, but it is in their power not to want what they don't have and to cheerfully put to good use what they do have.
0: Oh, I love it. That's a good one yeah. uh, from Marcus Aurelius. If anyone can refute me, show me I'm making a mistake or looking at things from the wrong perspective, I'll gladly change. It's the truth I'm after and the truth never harmed
1: anyone. Oh, man, I'm getting that tattooed, right? That's such a good one, especially today. No, it's people... I'm sorry. I need to take a pause here from our lightning round because people today, you know, you say something and then they come back to you and whatever you found new evidence, you change your mind, whatever it is. They're like, "Oh, you're such a flip-flop. or you changed to the other side?" You did no, no. This is how life has always worked. You get new evidence, right? Something new comes up. You figure it out, and it you're supposed to allow this new stuff to change your mind, right? It's supposed to change how you think about things. But people today are just so set mm-hmm. on something. Anyway, getting back to it. Marcus Aurelius, today I escaped anxiety, or no, I discarded it because it was within me, in my own perceptions, not outside.
0: Oh, very nice. You feel something and then just let it go. You discard it away. Perfect. Um, Marcus Aurelius, again, on the board for 500. Uh, You have the power. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength.
1: Well done, Epictetus. It isn't events themselves that disturb people, but only their judgments about them.
0: Marcus Aurelius again. To be like the rock that the waves keep crashing over. It stands unmoved and the raging of the sea falls still around it.
1: it's, It's very interesting, sort of this dichotomy, right, of saying you need to change when you get new information, but also be like a rock that waves keep crashing over. And it's something that I think everyone goes through, but it's just in different instances. I think we have to realize which tool to use. Uh, anyways, going back to the Epictetus, we're almost done, guys. Uh, it's just I think these quotes are really good, and I think they give a really good idea of uh, Stoicism. Epictetus: First, say to yourself, "What would you be? Uh, what you would be?" And then do what you have to do. That's a good one
0: too. Um, Marcus Aurelius Waste no time arguing what a good
1: man should be Be one Yep And uh, this also uh, was echoed By Be the change you want to see in the world By Gandhi um, Seneca The primary indication of a well-ordered mind Is a man's ability To remain in one place And linger in his own company
0: Ooh I like it, yeah Mm-hmm all right last up from marcus aurelius receive without pride let go without attachment
1: and with that i think we're going to let go of this episode thank you all for listening stay safe stay healthy practice stoicism and we'll talk to you guys again next week thursday thursday talk to you guys again thursday